Hello, humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is May 25th, 2019. Where do I even start? You know, for those of you who have been listening, like you're you're here for the ups and downs. But some days I just don't even know how to begin to explain to you how divinely extraordinary my life can be. How the lessons are becoming obvious, the purpose and the the universe playing a role in my daily gauntlet is so clear. I get it. I'm seeing it. I'm understanding in fairly profound ways that this all matters and that everything that I'm going through is turning me into someone that is, to be fair, extraordinarily unrelatable in a lot of ways. Um, Relatable in some, extraordinarily unrelatable in others. Um, But I'm grateful and I will do my best in the next nine minutes or so to explain to you what has happened in the last 24 hours as I always do. So yesterday, hard day, listen to yesterday's episode, just kind of confused. You know, I had been holding back for a few days, just not wanting to fight with Thomas, understanding new things. You know, it's just, it's been a week. It's been a lot of thinking, a lot of challenge and daily 5.30 a.m., intense, nauseous, emotional decision-making. Like, it, it's been a lot. And so, um, you know, yesterday morning, I just, like, didn't have it in me to fight or do anything. I mean, it, I just saw my best behavior, and I, I didn't talk to Thomas at all through the day. You know, on some days, we'll talk on his way to work, on lunch, on his way home. I didn't talk to him at all. My phone was dead. I was, like, sleeping. I smoked so much yesterday. It was just like, didn't see anybody else, didn't talk to anybody. It was just like going through it so much, so, so, so much. Like praying to my ancient grandmothers to love me and help me through this. Like just praying to Buddha, um, Bhavi Gita, um, um, Kim Tan, like just please help. What is going on? (laughs) So much pain, so much everything. And I was trying to be good. I was trying not to fight. I was trying to do everything right. And then at some point last night, I lost it. And I started, I don't even know how Thomas would explain it. Just like reading Thomas his rights, but like I swear to you, I am interpreting something divine. Like, I don't even know where the words are coming from. I just flow and I tell him everything that I have been trying not to tell him, everything that he needs to know, everything that I am interpreting. And it, sure, I don't mind if you interpret it as some wife just going off, but I have to tell you when these things happen, he learns things about himself that he needs to know. And if that's what wives are doing, awesome. If I am the missing Palladian llama, Dalai Lama, great. Some Sarseed shaman, bring it. But he understood me 
in ways that he had never understood me before. And, um, you know, at least some of this came from um, Thich Nhat Hanh. He has a book on um, communication that totally has a lot of this wisdom in it. Um, and Thomas listened to the first four chapters, and I think that that really did shift a lot of this. But um, Thomas admitted last night to having never been here, that he has not been loving me. He has not been present. He has not been helping. He has not actually been trying hard. That he has been stuck in a white young boy privilege, not even white man privilege, young white boy privilege of things shouldn't have to be hard. He shouldn't have to try. And I'm sorry to all of you who have had this idea that we have been 50-50 going at this trialing together, doing all this together. I'm sorry. No, I have been doing this. And I do not say that out of maliciousness or resentment towards him. I love this man and I am not more proud of anyone else for their efforts than I am proud of Thomas Finnegan Weber because he has tried so hard. <sighs> so hard, but he didn't know what he was doing and he was not doing a good job. He is not a bad husband, but he has not been a good husband. And he has not been a good partner and he has not supported us. And he does a job that's hard, but for him, he's bored. He is not doing more than he needs to do. He is not pushing himself, or he wasn't. He wasn't. And yesterday, I was just done. I couldn't continue living this narrative that he is responsible for 50% of the ideas, 50% of the responsibility that he had been doing the work that I had been doing. No, I was doing it. I got him his job. I support us. I orchestrate everything. Yes, he goes to work, but I do everything that needs to be done to make everything happen. And I needed to stand up for myself. I needed to stand up for my abilities and what I've been doing and what I've been capable of, what I've been going through, that nobody is taking care of me that I am taking care of myself. And I'm not saying that, again, out of bitterness and sadness like I have been in the past, but out of gratitude for the divine that has been teaching me how capacitous I am. That I have been doing this myself. I have been living this impossibility and living it. Somehow, it's not impossible. And so I said a lot of things and he said a lot of things and at some point, I found myself on the bathroom floor, forehead to the ground, thinking this is way too gross and I don't know the last time I cleaned this um, to be having such a divine experience, but forehead to the ground, palms on the ground, fully praying, God, what is this? Why would you give me a husband who fully admits to not trying in our marriage? Why Why won't you give me anybody to take care of me? And he says, you don't have anybody who takes care of you. No, I'm alone. This is hard. I'm being allowed to be here. It's, it's lonely. It's difficult. Well, aren't you taking care of you? I say, yes. I'm taking care of me. Well, then somebody's taking care of you. Oh. 
shoot, you know, like I've been asking for things. I've been praying for things. I've been kind of demanding of what my experience was supposed to be and not being appreciative of the lessons that I was being taught. And so last night I said my truth and I called Thomas out and I, I clocked him on his privilege, man. I, I was like, I don't think your childhood was really as hard as you keep saying it is. And I'm not one to say that, you know, people weren't abused, but I'm looking back at all of this you're saying about your mom and your family. And like, you really are a brat. You are spoiled. You are difficult. And maybe you do have some particularly special needs and I don't have any problems accommodating them, but please stop saying that they made it harder for you to be yourself when you were just having a hard time being yourself and maybe they didn't know what to do. Our parents are not perfect. They don't know what to do before they have us. And we have every right to decide, you know, at some point in our life, yes or no, do you want to be around these people? And so I'm not saying to him that he has to go develop a new relationship with his parents if he doesn't want to. That's not for me. But to live a life saying that you were abused when you really weren't is not helping anyone. And I'm trying to release as much of that interpretation of my life as I possibly can, and I want that for him too. That if you can interpret that they loved you, but they didn't do a very good job, and that everything didn't go your way, but maybe that's not how life works, and you can loosen up a little, and I'm not saying this about the abuses that we have experienced that are abuses, but the misdeeds of our parents that they didn't love us exactly right and they didn't celebrate us the way that we wanted to and they didn't wish for us what we wanted for ourselves and they didn't let us do whatever we wanted, it's probably okay to release some of that and say that they didn't really owe us to give us the space to do everything that we ever wanted, though it would have been better if they had always wanted us to be the best version of ourselves. But how many of us even really know what that is? So divinely praying. I noticed that this is all meaningful and important, even though my husband explained to me that he hasn't been here and he knows it and I know it and he's really sorry and that sucks. He woke up before me this morning and was there for me to help me through my 5.30 gauntlet of nausea and choosing and pain and eating. And he was there and he witnessed and he saw how hard it was. And I saw that he actually noticed what I'm going through. And I feel like he is present now. And that was a lot to try and shove in. And I'm over 10 minutes. But what I'm here to say is not everything about my life is what you think. And it isn't what I've even been saying. My life has been harder and easier. My life has been better and worse than I have interpreted it myself. And I have been very alone, but deeply loved. I have been ignored, but surrounded by support. And that is the complexity of this world that we're living in. And I think I'll leave you there for now. There's so much more to say. But just know that going forward, I'm doing it and I'm trying and I'm learning. And I think that everything is going to just get better from here. <laughs>